Welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who only eats canned bread. Josh Hemo. It's quite delicious, actually. Yeah, I've never actually had it. What what do we say was like the best part about canned bread? Definitely the canned part. The canned part? Yeah. Like the metallic taste that the... No, it's not metallic. Surprisingly, it's like even fresher than the fresh bread that you buy at like the store. Is it like a cranberry stuff where you like have to shake it so it pops out kind of yeah it even makes that like noise oh that's good yeah oh uh, <laughs> treat yourself sometimes maybe i'll give it a try <laughs> <laughs> um i want to thank all the people who are listening right now for listening and to welcome you to our podcast where we not only talk about canned bread but we also talk about spongebob give you some nice little life lessons so you can you know learn and grow and do all this stuff and josh gave me a little bit of Fun fact for this particular episode that if I get this edited out on time and it comes out on March 6th, what will happen, Josh? It will be exactly 18 years to the date when these two episodes that we're talking about were released, actually. It's crazy. That is a really, really weird coincidence. Definitely not planned at all. We don't plan any of this. Nah, this just kind of happened. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Well, let's get the anniversary rolling with Season 2, Episode 6, Grandma's Kisses and Squidville. Act 1, Grandma's Kisses. So in this episode, Spongebob goes to his grandma's house before work. And when he gets into work, he's got a big old lipstick mark on his forehead from when his grandma kissed him goodbye. And so he gets real roasted by everyone at work and basically all of Bikini Bottoms, what it feels like. And he decides to finally tell his grandma with Patrick's help that he's an adult. He doesn't do that baby shit no more. But when Patrick gets all the attention when he goes over to grandma's house, Spongebob kind of gets jealous and kind of has a little breakdown. So to start things off, Josh, I want to ask you, did your grandma spoil you probably as much as Spongebob got spoiled? I wouldn't say as much as Spongebob got. Not, I don't know. I guess it was pretty spoiled for my grandma. Or yeah. is it, and grandma's on both sides? Spoil you the same, you think? I wouldn't say on both sides. No, I think my mom's side specifically. Definitely not my dad's side. Yeah. You were a big old baby. Yeah. I don't think I think they definitely spoil my brother more, but it was there. The spoilage was there. How about you? Spoilage is there. I feel like all grandmas did that. Me, I definitely had like both grandmas spoiled me. But I think at the time, like one grandma was like a little bit more affluent than the other. And the more affluent one would like have more snacks in her house. So I would eat more snacks. Nice. She also babies me more now, I think. But either way, they both baby me a lot. So I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Out of all the things that like SpongeBob kind of does in the episode, what I really, really like, just his whole breakdown. When he breaks down, he freaks out. And then he's like, I want to do this. I want to like sit on my rocking horse and do all these like weird baby stuff. I just, I don't know. He like freaks out and the freak out is just so over the top, which is a one of like the classic SpongeBob dramatic cry moments. It's just kind of funny and ironic, I guess, because the whole point is him trying to be an adult, right? And not be a baby. But the biggest point of him being a baby is that temper tantrum he throws at the end, right? Yeah. And then like SpongeBob always cries like so like hard. And it's yeah. like that, 
like I can't breathe kind of cry. It's the ugly cry. Yeah, the super ugly cry. And yeah. that whole like sprinkler cry cracks me up every single time that I see him. And he's just like crying and then he like reloads and it's like he just like keeps going. It's good. Did you ever like a treat that grandma would give you? I know like the big thing in this episode is grandma's cookies. Did you ever like have a baked good or something that your grandma would make? I know you said they had snacks around, but was there like a specific thing? Nah, I would just eat nah. a ton of Mexican candy. Nice. Like I would just like I was like really bad. I would just eat a bunch of chamoy, like limon chips. That's where my limon chip addiction came from. Shout out. Uh, hot Cheetos, hot Cheetos with lime, hot Cheetos with lime with actual lime. It was just a mess. I would just eat whatever the hell I wanted, and it was the best. I wish I could go back, <laughs> back to that now. And like, I kind of do want to bring it up that like she mentions that baby food is or like is cookies, and like no one, no like responsible adult would be like, I'm gonna feed my baby cookies, right? But now that I'm older and I have all these like gastrointestinal issues, <laughs> I think the best time to spoil and to eat like the worst crap is when you're under the age of 18 yeah at least you figure out early if you do have those issues right then you start dealing with them well not even that i just feel like so much when you're like younger is like you got to eat healthy or like there's usually people in your family who are trying to keep you from like you know eating a whole packet of cookies right that's like the best time to do it i guess your body is young and not falling apart yet yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure not every kid, like, should only survive on that kind of diet. But, like, there was a lot of times in my life where, because my mom was very much, like, at a certain point, she was like, you're going to look at the back of this thing, and you're going to see the serving size, and that's what you're going to get. And so, like, I'd eat, like, two Oreos and be like, yo, mom, <laughs> can I have at least one more? And she'd be like, nope, that'd be no, t- that's two Oreos. Off. That's too much. And it was bad. It was bad. That's why I think serving sizes should just be like whatever you want. Just a suggestion. Just uh, if Oreo wants to sponsor me. It is kind of crazy that grandmas had that sixth sense, though. They like know exactly what treats to get or what how to spoil a kid. I don't oh, my yeah. grandma with my my brother. My growing up, my brother was definitely her favorite. But he would she would make him like um, it was like cucumbers with like lime and um and vinegar. Or like his favorite uh, things, and she would make that all the time for him. Every dinner, we went over to the house, like with the whole family, specifically make him a special serving of that. And it's always so funny that grandmas had had that. So like even this, like grandma had a sixth sense about SpongeBob loving cookies. I wonder if when I'm a grandparent, if I'm going to do the same thing. Probably. Like, because it's also like you never really see the grandkids as much. So when you you see them, you want to associate that like you're the cool. You're like you're the you're the break from the parents. Yeah, you know. Well, it's like as a grandparent, you get all the good parts of having a kid, right? But you don't yeah. have to. I mean, unless you're like a person who's also in the house taking care of a kid. Yeah. You only have to deal with the kid when they come over visit. <laughs> you don't have to deal with all the crappy parts of them. Yeah, exactly. When Patrick eats the cookies from Grandma, I just love that classic like vacuum like yeah <laughs> like suck- suction thing that he does. Um, also just the fact that when he first starts, he's like, keep, keep them coming, grandma. And he just like stuffs them in his face. That's how I eat cookies all the time now. I've noticed. I've seen you with a pack of Oreos. Yeah. Like I, I relate hard to that. Even as an adult, like as a child, <laughs> I didn't, but now I do. 
I also think it's interesting what he considers um, adult things. Yeah, the three things is like to be a man is like to puff out your chest. Yeah, say tax exemption, <laughs> and listen to free form or have a acquire a taste for free form jazz, right? Yeah, which like, I guess I'm not an adult. I I mean I can say tax exemption. I definitely say tax exemption a lot, but well, that's I, only because I'm just freelance. Messed it up right now. <laughs> I just messed it up right now, so maybe I'm not an adult. <laughs> When he pulls out the the facial, not the facial hair, the sideburns. The sideburns, yeah. And he's like, I've been growing these babies for years. Where has he been growing those, though? I don't know. But I feel, I like, I related to that hard, too, as an adult, because I can't grow facial hair to save my life. Poor baby. Yeah. Takes me years. Less shaving, though. That's nice. No, I, like, try without shaving. It just grows in too patchy. (laughs) Womp womp. Poor you. But some of the stuff that... Because Patrick has a weird thing. So he mentioned those three specific things to be a man. But he also has, like, they had that little montage of have I ever steered you wrong and the three things he has SpongeBob doing. Like, he has him strapped <laughs> to a rocket. He has, like, a funnel with a big pumpkin. And then they have him wearing, like, these sexy underwear thong things. I just want to know, like, the context of each of those situations. Like, I don't understand what they were in those situations for. Well, I feel like Rocket on the Bike is, like like, a classic. Just, like, hey... Why don't we just do this? You know, when you're younger, you're just like, let's just let's just try this out. And it's a really bad idea. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it had to be to help SpongeBob, right? Because it sounds like Patrick's doing is like, whenever I ever steered you wrong. So it's like his advice. So in what context could he possibly be like, you need a bike with a fucking rocket attached to it? <laughs> you want to go fast. You want to go fast. Got to get to work. <laughs> I definitely think the Speedos were just an attempt to get SpongeBob to get laid. Probably. Uh, Patrick is proven as a good wingman time and time again. So, <laughs> Helping SpongeBob fill his holes. <laughs> hey. What did you just say? <laughs> we're going to glaze over that. No, um, we're not going to glaze. Go back. <laughs> did you say SpongeBob fill his holes? He's going to help SpongeBob fill his holes. Yeah. That's a lot of holes to fill, man. That's what I'm saying. Party. <laughs> I really don't like the people of Bikini Bomb and Squidward in this episode. Like, I don't get it in kids' shows when people make fun of uh, why it's a trope in TV in general, not just with kids' shows, that people get made fun of for like their parents or their grandparents like showing affection to them. Like, I don't know. I don't really see it that often. That, like, why is that such a like silly thing now? That was actually one of the small lessons I put. I was like, don't dog people for having affection in their life. Yeah. Like, Especially from like their family. Really, yeah, and like and I mean like in a serious way, like they felt like it was very much malicious. And also the dude who was like roasting him, like he was just going on that super long thing. That roast was oddly specific. And that's you well, it's because his own insecurities. But that's also a separate lesson is know when to end a joke because he just kept going on and on and on. Like it's fun when you're roasting people and sure you everyone has friends that you can roast, but like know when to end it, because sometimes it just gets too much. Or you start bleeding your own insecurities into it. It's not great. That's, that's both of my problems. Don't know when to end them. I just keep going. <laughs> one thing that really struck me as weird in this one, and I think it's just like a sound design uh, issue, is there were laugh tracks. Yeah. A lot. So with, many laugh with tracks. With the groups, yeah. And it, it's like uh, maybe they just didn't have, um, I guess, the sounds for it, but like it felt really like sitcom and it really threw me out. Which is weird because they've had large groups of people laugh in the past in other episodes, so it's not like they don't have content to pull from. Yeah, maybe maybe it was just maybe it was a choice. 
maybe it was an artistic choice. An artistic choice. I'll have to email Nickelodeon. Um, did your grandma or your mom ever like kiss your like boo boos to ever make them hill or whatever? Did they have that song? No. <laughs> what song? You ever heard that song? Um, it was like hill hill butt of a frog if it won't hill today it'll hill tomorrow. But there's like. The English and the Spanish version, which I'm not going to oh, try to put you into the Spanish version right oh, now. Oh, I get what you're saying. The Spanish yeah. version goes yeah, yeah. sana, sana, yeah. de rana. My mom nah, and grandma would, would kiss every time I get a cut or something, they would kiss it and then sing that and the English version at the same time. See, they never like sung it. It was just more like a like a there, there situation. Like, nah, sana, they would sing it. Oh, I need to call my parents. They, they slacking on the... They dropped the ball. They dropped the ball. They don't got the, the pipes. For it. That was the only bit of Spanish my grandma ever exposed me to. <laughs> <laughs> I really like how this act is kind of like, uh, it's kind of representative of how like adulthood is a complicated thing because like you can, as an adult, you can still do a bunch of baby stuff and it still doesn't change that you're an adult. Nah, it's, it, I think it's a balancing act and I think it's something that as you grow older or at least when you leave college, I think is when it kind of starts is that you realize all the stuff that you might think, or maybe not even college, maybe it's like high school. High school, I think you're groomed to think like all these childish things are silly and they make you less or whatever. Mm -hmm. As you grow up, it's like people still play video games, people still watch cartoons, people still do all these things that are considered childish and there's nothing wrong with it. People have fun. I've seen grown adults go to Disneyland and act like a freaking kid. So like... (laughs) And for me, I love that. I just, I feel like there's so much in society that you get dogged on for like liking stuff. Like, it's like I that think... Shania Twain song. You never lose your sense of wonder, right? You can't <laughs> stop losing your childhood. <laughs> Haven't we mentioned Shania Twain? We did on this, like, that exact like... song. I think we used it as a lesson once. <laughs> <laughs> you got an addiction, my friend. <laughs> it's just that one song. <laughs> There's definitely a a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that you get from just like sitting around. Like maybe it's because I had a little brother or whatever. Like just watching like kid shows like real young kid shows and just like watching it as an adult and not just like spongebob but like every other like kid show where it's just like you just enjoy it like it can be really really silly like doc doc mcstuffins or whatever is out there now and you can still like or peppa pig you peppa just pig, enjoy yeah. it <laughs> yeah well, i used to watch dora with my sister it was like fine it's like or people like adults still watch sesame street with their kids all the time you know yeah. all the pbs stuff and I think there's just like this feeling that you can like you have to not pay attention. It reminds me when I was younger, like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I don't I don't watch Sailor Moon or Powerpuff Girls because that's uh, those are girl shows, you know, and I feel like adults do that with like kids show. They're like, oh, yeah, like it's becoming, a, I think, a little bit more mainstream for them to be like, yeah, I sit down and I watch Doc McStuffins with my kid. Yeah. Like, can you believe what happened on the last episode? <laughs> Yeah, I just I think it's silly to think that like these kids things make you any less of an adult, right? If you're still paying taxes, you still have your nine to five job or, or whatever job, like you're still doing these adult things. Why not enjoy like the kiddie sides of life, you know? All right, ready for the bubble break? Always ready for the bubble break. It's exciting this week. You want to know why? Why is that? Because it is officially March, and what that means, it is birthday month for both me and you. All right, for the listeners at home, so they can get us something nice. When are our birthdays? Mine is the eleventh, and mine is okay. Friendship test twenty six. Jo- oh, nice. He's only saying he only yeah. got it right because I just sent him an invite to my really <laughs> awesome cool party. 
probably true. <laughs> okay, Josh, describe to me your ideal birthday if money is not a limit and just whatever. Oh my god. Ideal. My ideal birthday. It doesn't have to be for forever. Like your ideal birthday this year. If you had uh, like a million dollars, do whatever the hell you wanted for your birthday, what would you want to do with it? Huh. I think I would like if I had like a million dollars for my birthday, what I'd want to do, honestly, is probably do like a week in California doing all like crazy shit. So I would do like I would do Disneyland for sure. I'd mm-hmm. like hit up San Francisco and like all friends there. I'd like do stuff in LA. I don't Are know. you bringing a squad with you to yeah, all these events? Yeah, bring a squad. Yeah, like definitely if I had the money, bring people with me. Just do like a a California thing. I don't know. There's so much I love so much about California um that that's where I would want to spend. Especially nice since Cali weather. In the nice Cali weather right now. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Nice. Let's see. I would shell out. If I had a crap ton of money, I think I would either do like, I'd treat it like a destination wedding situation where you just like go to some place really fancy that's like tropical and then just get really blasted. Nice. Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, I think it'd be really cool to host a concert. <laughs> if I had oh, so much money, your own I could just be concert. like, we just do like, I don't know, someone, just someone fun. But I would have to like try to really figure out a band that everyone would enjoy that I could afford. Like I don't, I, I think everyone would enjoy like going to Beyonce to watch Beyonce, but I don't think a million dollars is enough to get Beyonce to sneeze at you. Definitely not. That's a cool idea. I like that birthday concert. Well, you know, you know me, I'm a big fan of Say Anything. And Max Bemis is no longer, they're no longer doing Say Anything, but for his kickstarter because he did like he's doing like a side project with his family uh one of the things was like pay enough money and you'd come to austin texas and they would do like a a private performance where it's just max bemis and his wife sherry like singing at you you could do like a concert but it was like 15 on like fifteen thousand dollars. so you still have a lot of money left over after that yeah exactly Mm. i don't know um that or like I don't know, just shell out for really nice food. Okay, on the flip side, what's the most basic birthday setup for you? That like what are you most comfortable with? Like are you okay with like not acknowledging your birthday at all or would you like it if like you do a little thing for it? I feel like at minimum like my like I'm happy with this kind of birthday is just like being around friends and getting drunk. And not even like getting drunk, just like having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's like ideal. Like I don't like I don't mind, and it like has to be like a cool movie night or like a video big video game night, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But like I'm pretty low key. Like I just like you know you know just watching YouTube and chillaxing. Guy, you gotta branch out a little bit for your birthday. Can't just watch YouTube. I know that's why I'm I'm doing a special event that only a certain amount of people are invited to, and I'm not gonna mention on the bubble break because if someone listen to this that isn't invited i don't want them to get jealous but i wasn't invited jumping into act two squidville i love this because it's like all about squidward and he's one of my favorite characters so squidward uh is just hanging out at his house and spongebob and patrick just got new reef blowers they basically they not basically they actually destroy his house uh so squidward 
is fortunate enough to hear a commercial about this new place, Tentacle Acres, where it's basically all a bunch of people just like Squidward hanging out all the time. So he moves there and realizes it, it isn't what he wants, and he misses his old life with Patrick and SpongeBob. First of all, do you think that those reef blowers were magic? They were literally able to like alter physics in ways that we shouldn't have been able to do. I don't know. Like I've never used a reef blower. I don't even think I've used a leaf blower. I guess when we first time we saw a reef blower was very like the very, very first episode where it sucks all the water out of the ocean. So maybe reef blowers are these like crazy powerful devices. Just given to the masses. Yeah. Maybe Bikini Bottom doesn't have like a gun problem like America does. It just has a reef blower problem. It's just SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah. And Squidward, I guess now. I, okay, tell me if this is a reach, but I 100% think this whole episode was basically like a metaphor for gentrification slash like segregation. Because, like, they're specifically, like, are you a sponge or a, like, starfish when he finally gets to um, Tentacle Acres? Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, it just reminds me a lot, and maybe because I'm living in New York, like, I see it more where, like, you get into a neighborhood, and, yeah, there's, like, all these nice little hipster shops and, like, really nice places, but then they all become so similar that it feels like, oh, like you're losing the actual vibe of the place that's being gentrified. I think you're, I don't think it's reaching. I think you're touching on something. I just don't know if it's exactly gentrification. Yeah. But at least like segregation, because he's like, uh, we don't have your kind here. I think it's separate segregation just as much as any city has where you have like the rich neighborhoods, you know, back in, like Tucson and Phoenix, it's like Tempe is, or not Tempe, uh, Scottsdale is like the rich people neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. It's what I kind of figured it'd be kind of like that. Or even like in Tucson, it was like um, the foothills, right? Yeah. I don't know. It just like the whole time I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like this neighborhood. Do you think Tentacle like- Acres is real though? That's what was part of this episode. I think it was, wait, there's a lot of very specific things that I can't imagine all the squids in the ocean have problems dealing with sponges and, and fit starfish. And like all the things that made it perfect for uh, Squidward, I thought it was just like a little too convenient. It wasn't maybe it was like a fever dream or something for Squidward. So are you uh, implying that Squidward went through like some type of psychosis? Once his house got destroyed, yeah. Or maybe he got he got hit in the head right when his house got destroyed. So maybe he fell into like some sort of Wizard of Oz like Komod's <laughs> thing. And he woke up and it was all a dream. It was all a dream, and he realized and he then- was wanted to hope be home. From the beginning. Oh, shit. yeah, that's it. It was, uh, it was a Wizard of Oz. Oh. And then he spinned his totem. And did it did it topple or did it not? We, we will never know. Yeah, there you go. And then the rest of the series is just Squidward. <laughs> just pieced it out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I buy into the, the No Place Like Home situation. I mean, that's basically what it was, though. It was, but I can I just see so much of it like in real life where it's like, okay, we're gonna go to the white person neighborhood, like let's keep all the black kids out because they're thugs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I can see that in like real life, and maybe like I don't know, it definitely has been happening for a long time, but I don't. Maybe just because it's my adult lenses looking at this kid's show, but like the whole time I just felt 
really uncomfortable with the fact that it's like we're all the same yeah. situation. Yeah. I also speaking of like modern day, I think it's really interesting. First of all, Squidward, I I need to start trying to work this into my vocabulary where he's like or like my um my sayings where I was like, I'd rather tear out my brainstem, carry it to the middle of the nearest four way intersection and skip rope with it, and <laughs> go on and then whatever. Like then talk to you, Josh, and do <laughs> stuff like that. I'm gonna start hopefully weaving that into my vernacular. But like just the fact that he says that and then immediately has an advertisement for it that like a hundred percent struck me of the way that like you think about something and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's an ad hey, for it on your social media. Exactly. I'll be like, can't tell you how many times I scroll through Instagram and I'm like, oh, but suddenly I'm getting a bunch of advertisements for blank. and It's just literally things that I was just thinking about. Yeah. Because they're watching, you know, too convenient. One of the things that SpongeBob predicted, man, of the future. It's true. God. <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> it's some Black Mirror crap. SpongeBob is actually Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Black Mirror is. You know, if if you know if we underscored this episode a little bit with like some scarier music, I think we could play it more as like a scarier episode for sure. Like the whole Squidward losing his mind towards the end of it, and like everyone being the same, and like we could make this a Black Mirror episode. Definitely like a dark lesson that I got from this, and not like dark as in satanic, just dark as in sad. <laughs> Is that like even if you have everything you want, it doesn't guarantee happiness, mm-hmm. and it almost sent me into like an existential spiral. Because <laughs> I was like, "Here, Squidward has like the perfect life here, and he hates it." I think it's so-called perfect life. I think we all have less like ideals of what we want, but I think there's so many more facets to life than what we see. Mm-hmm. And for Squidward, I think he focuses too much on like having peace, right? And he doesn't yeah. realize that sometimes, like, mixing it up... Chaos is nice. ...is nice. And that's kind of, like, a uh, little lesson I got for this, is that routine can be good, and that's what we saw. He was, like, he was pretty happy with the routine for a bit. But the routine can get old and can get to you and make you feel, you know, crappy after a while. And that's exactly what happened to him. And I see that happen to a lot of people, people who just do their 9 to 5 and don't do anything else and just come home and whatever. They, you know, they get caught in this routine, and they are, their lives just kind of get miserable after a while. Yeah, it bums you out. Yeah, so you got to spice it up a little bit. Put a little, sprinkle some spice in your life. You got to do it. Let me tell you, that whole like sequence montage of when Squidward, um, you know, goes from happy to like... Miserable. Bored as hell. Yeah, it's yeah. so miserable. Um, one of the best cinematic, and I know that people have made like memes and stuff out of it, but it's like... So from a cinematic standpoint, it just it's so nice. It's just like the same thing over and over again. And like do you it's see a- that so much in cinema, like in general, like Groundhog Day or like any other movie where it's like rep like that repetition? Yeah. And it's just I don't know. I think it's done really well well there to yeah. put on my, my filmmaker hat. And it's almost like pretentious. It's it's very well done too that you don't super see his expression change all that mm-hmm. much. It's like a very nice transition between his happiness to like being okay. All those little to, like, yeah. And they like very well pulled it off. I think. Um, one thing that I think they also pulled off very subtly is after he says, after he gets the advertisement on his TV, after he said the whole four way intersection thing, they say in a three way and he's like four way. And I think they're throwing out 
some three-way, four-way jokes. You think so? In that situation. I won't be surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Because imagine you're a parent. You're walking in like the kitchen and then you hear three-way and then four-way just coming out of your TV. You'd be like, what? I guess it is weird that they even bring up a three-way intersection because that doesn't really exist that much. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And like, you don't, I don't think you really call it a three-way intersection mm -hmm. usually. I've never heard it really referred to it like that. Good catch. Do you Thanks, think? My do you think perverted mind? Okay. Do you think that canned bread is really all that good? I don't know. Does it, I think, I've, it exists. I think it is a real I've seen thing. it. I've seen it at the store, but like, is it really that great? Big of a deal? I do you wonder. Have to bake it? I have no idea. I've I like looked at it. I've never like bought any. Contrary to the intro, the, my my, uh, my great acting in the <laughs> intro. <laughs> But I've never, I don't know, nothing seems appealing about canned bread. You know, like, it's like canned meat, like spam. Like, I don't know, why would you bother? That stuff is gross. I don't know, it makes me think, like, okay, if it can, it's it's that classic processed situation where it's like, if this can exist as long as it does, why something's in it's got to be weird, you know? I guess that's a good, I wonder it, what's the expiration date on canned bread. How long it lasts? It's... I'm going to have to try some. Cause it's like a dried dried beans or whatever. Like dried beans will stay forever, and then you just make them, and you have normal beans, right? So, yeah. like, I can't imagine that with like something as complex as bread. Even though usually bread's like flour and water. Well, I wonder because they can't. I don't know. We'll do we'll do some digging. Let you guys know. Maybe we'll eat some canned bread. Yeah, there'll be a special. It's <laughs> just a just, audio. It's like it, ASMR. Yeah, ASMR. Opening the bread and then eating the bread. Our most popular video will be an ASMR canned bread video and then, or a uh, podcast. And it will just throw up the bread. Yeah, it'll be great. All and ASMR. Like, you can hear us puking. You're like, this is the sound of canned bread. And, and whatever. <laughs> I just imagine it sounds like the tubes of um, cranberry tennis balls. Uh, or tennis you balls. Open those? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> that little... I really liked the apology cake that they made for Squidward. The whole sorry yeah. with a dot. It kind of reminded me of the office with the it is your birthday sign. Yeah. <laughs> if you someone would make you an apology cake, what would you want it to be? Uh like what kind of cake? Yeah. Man, you gotta go uh I would want a cheesecake. I love cheesecake. A cheesecake is an apology cake? Yeah. But flavored cheesecake. You know, you gotta go strawberry or some sort of fancy flavor with it. Not just plain. You gotta go all out. What that about, makes sense. What would I have to make you? I'd probably make you like a cupcake. A cupcake. You. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would. I would throw it in your face. For each letter. Even then, I was never a fan of like you know those birthday uh, cakes where it's like a, just a bunch of cupcakes together. Yeah. That's a, it's just a sad excuse. I don't. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of cupcakes in general. So. Yeah. Exactly. I've never had a cupcake and been like. This is the best cupcake I've ever had. Nah. But I have had cake where I'm like, this cake is delicious. Yeah, I'm never going to go for a cupcake when there's cake as an option. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what kind of cake would I have to make? I don't know. Uh, probably thrust leches would probably be the safest bet. Solid. Or choco flan. <laughs> Get you a whole flan. <laughs> I don't know. At least chocolate. Sometimes I like that German chocolate cake. Ooh. It's pretty solid. So basically, any kind of cake is what you're saying. As long as it has chocolate. As long as it's not dry as fuck. Yeah. Solid. That's a good That's a good answer. That's what's like, I'm never really disappointed by cheesecake because it's never dry. I don't yeah, think I've ever had true. to try a cheesecake. 
Yeah, because cheesecake can crack, but it doesn't really like dry out. Mm-mm. I think maybe if you overbake it, but then it's like no one's gonna eat that shit anyway. So, yeah, I would try an overbaked cheesecake. I've probably had one and not even known. Yeah, probably I'm ignorant. <laughs> um, what do you think the fried oyster skin equivalent is to real life? Because it was like oh, it that- made his breast smell real bad. That either has to be like a bloomin' onion situation, or like. What am I thinking of? I was like, like Chichi Aronis, right? Like, like fried pork skin. I was thinking, like, because those things yeah. smell real nasty. Yeah, like the like pork rinds, like true pork yeah, rinds. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, like the like the bags, not like a actual roasted Chichi No, Aronis, no, no. Yeah, like, like the bags that you get for like two bucks at the store. The ones that yeah. smell real bad, but like taste but like real an old one, good. <laughs> like a real old one. That's what I'm imagining. Like, there's only a couple people in my family that actually enjoy them. But I know, like, my brother and sister hate them. So when I get a bag, they're always complaining about how much it stinks. I'm like, nah, you don't understand how good these are. What I think is interesting is, like, uh, in Mexican culture, there's, like, tacos de chicharron. Mm-hmm. But I've seen them made differently. So, like, in my family, they're made, like, in a sauce. So they get really soft. And, like, texturally, I've never really liked them. Flavor-wise, they've always been pretty good. But um, now that I've gotten older, I've gotten better at them. But... Uh, apparently my parents once went to a party and they just literally just put the straight up pork rind in like a tortilla and they just ate it like crunchy like that. That seems so ridiculous to me. Yeah, I'm like, why would I put a tortilla already on something I can eat with my hands? It's like putting Doritos on a tortilla. Yeah. That makes well, I guess no that's sense what Taco Bell did, right? I mean, no, they just made the, the, the tortilla <laughs> a Dorito. See, it'd be different if you like got that top. If you got like the Taco Bell Dorito shell and put Doritos in it. There's one thing before we finish this act that I have to say. Because I called out Mr. Krabs in the first episode and I'm going to call out SpongeBob now. He was being so racist at Tentacle Acres. They were just walking Assuming up to that everyone, everyone was a Squidward? Mm-hmm. That is some racist <laughs> SpongeBob. You know, check your sponge privilege even the most naive among us can be racist exactly probably more often than not we are they are the most racist yeah. is the naive ones man i don't understand why we got off on this weird like food tangent on this act there's so much that happened that wasn't related to food at all but like i don't understand why um when patrick is talking to the fire hydrant and he asks if it's squidward he's like nah take your time what did that fire hydrant say to him <laughs> who knows Patrick some operates deep on a wavelength <laughs> he operates on a wavelength that I just don't understand I'll never understand yeah. no one will ever understand it's true genius well it's something it's true something I don't know about genius <laughs> it's, it's completely different <laughs> same with like the whole gibberish on the phone situation yeah I don't understand did. why they do that <laughs> I don't know but I, I like that I like it's like a play on the trope because like in so many cartoons it's like, it's like yeah like Charlie Brown or whatever yeah yeah I don't know. This whole act is nuts. Yeah, it's a little weird. That's why I still think it's like a weird fever dream thing, but we'll see. I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. It's time for that big old lesson, y'all. Big old lesson. All right. I have a feeling that we might get the same one this week, Omar. I'm, I'd be okay with that for this particular set yeah. of episode, uh, acts together, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a this, They were dense. They had a lot going on, but I think they kind of had a lot of the same messages. So why don't you start us off? What did you get? For me, it kind of like 
slapped me across the face and I didn't want to, I, I wanted to dig deeper and be like, oh, okay, like this is like a, the true lesson under it. But like sometimes the simplest route is the best route. So what I got was you don't know what you got until it's gone. Okay. That's basically what I got. Exactly. What do you have? Uh, be careful what you wish for. Mm, yeah. 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 Because it's, it's pretty obvious the entire time. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to be grandma's little boy or whatever, little baby. And then the other one, it's like, I don't want to be around these crazy people. Yeah. And you know what? You miss them. Yeah. So, yeah, you, it's like you want different stuff. Like, to be careful what you wish for is like you want a different lifestyle or you want to act different or you want to be an adult or you want to be around people who are so-called sane. But then you realize mm-hmm. it's like what you actually had is better. And you're going to end up missing that, you know? And I think it, I know for me, it's happened in my life. It, it took me some time to like realize distance from certain things to realize like, oh, I actually miss that. And that's something I need mm-hmm. in my life. You know, you just got to take time to actually appreciate what you have and realize it, it's a good thing and not take it for granted. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so hard to do nowadays. Just be like, I don't know, life moves so quickly. Yeah. I feel like it moves even quicker now in the digital age to just keep going on and on and on and on without like really thinking of like, Oh, look at the things around me and look at what I have and what brings me joy in this life or like what did bring me joy. Cause like sometimes you leave a place and you're like, Oh, like there's like little things. that I want. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely like post-college and leaving Tucson. I'm like, there's so much about the desert and like the culture and the food that I miss that I don't find anywhere else. No. Yeah. it's and just... I think like it's weird because like as an a like you look at all the older people in in certain cities and you just sometimes wonder like why are you here like why do you stay here and then like you don't you go somewhere else and you realize oh these are the reasons they stay here like it's enough for them to stay there yeah they're just happy enough dealing with what they got you know which is fine and that's perfectly okay yeah it again it comes down to what fits your lifestyle and what makes you happy yeah i heard recently it's like you got your pie and you got to fill your pie with something so you fill it with what you want and sometimes you got to take it from other people's or like your life experiences and that's what's going to make you happy it's pretty it's a very complex pie it was a very complex pie but like makes sense i wish every every <laughs> little life lesson could be just pie related <laughs> we'll do a separate podcast your life of pie. The life of pie. I think that's copyrighted, Josh. I no, think we'll, we'll spell it differently. It's fine. <laughs> With three E's or something. Yeah, that's how we get around it. And then maybe we can get a sponsorship from um, Village Inn. Village Inn. <laughs> yeah, we can get a sponsorship from Village Inn because they have free pie Wednesday. Shout out. <laughs> now I want free pie. If you're near Village Inn, please go get free pie. So today, hopefully, when this gets released, is uh, Wednesday. So it's perfect. Yeah, and mention mention this podcast. You won't get a discount, but you will get free pie if you show up. <laughs> <laughs> but mention the podcast so people are like, oh my God, we'll start a movement. Yeah. Everyone goes to Village Inn. This is how, <laughs> this is how we get famous. <laughs> this is how we get famous. All right, so uh, thank you again to listening to this week's episode. I think we did a good job, even though we came to kind of the same conclusion. It was good. Some, sometimes it's so obvious. You just got to go with it. Yeah. Um, if you want to send us anything like suggestions or comments, please reach out to us on our website, ismaniasapodcast.com, or you can just email us at ismaniasapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us anywhere on social media, Facebook, Instagram, 
and on Twitter at is mayo a podcast because we could not fit mayonnaise in the whole Twitter handle. Also, be sure to share with your friends and your enemies and comment on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher because we can see it and we'll probably talk about it. Mm-hmm. And now to close this out, I want you guys to listen to this new album I got. It's some nice freeform jazz from this great artist, Holmes Lowe. Beep, 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 beep,